You're listening to Around Comics, episode 267, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and C2E2. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. (laughs) And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, please drop by. And God has told us that it's time to wrap up the show because our soundboard (laughs) fritzed out on us tonight. We've been soldering for the last hour to no avail. So so you're not going to get the usual... I got it soldered, uh, but uh, it just won't power up. I don't know. It's just dead. So, so now we're recording on your laptop. It's a sign. It's a sign. So uh, forgive the uh, forgive the absence of the of the dulcet tones of around comics, our normal ones. But uh, anyway, folks, I'm Christopher Neesman. Let me get you introduced to this panel because we were going to record an episode no matter what tonight because I was, Sal, I was ready to go home. Mr. Brian Salazar is here. Hi, Sal. Hi, hello. Good to see you. Yes. Yeah? You soldering maniac you? Well, you know. Broke it out. <laughs> and we couldn't wrap up around comics without having our uh, one of our most popular guests and good buddy, Mr. Sal Abinati. Guys, glad to come by. I Sorry. love, before the Sorry show, he's like this show? exuberant, yeah, yelling, Mr. screaming. Oh, and I'm, I'm trying to pace myself. <laughs> well, you know, it depends. You, we... We start talking about soldering. I'm sure some, you know, word association will come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our, and our ne- on that note, our next guest is uh, the uh, uh, new news editor. Editor. I always Whatever want to say that director. Means. That's next. That's the next promotion. <laughs> He's the guy the... that tells the small press guys to go fuck themselves. Oh, <laughs> you guys know each other. That's what the editors do, yeah. <laughs> he is the news editor the at, Perry White. at comicbookresources.com. He is Mr. Kyle Figley. I'm from Flint, Michigan, but I'm living in Chicago now. Oh, okay. Cool. Another Michigander down here. You and Jeffrey Brown. Flint is rough. That's that whole Michael Moore thing, Flint. Yeah, big Mike. Every once in a while you see him in the borders hanging out in town doing shit. Flint gotten worse since the movie or no? Uh, it's gotten worse. It's on the way back up. The new mayor in town, this guy Dane Walling, who has uh, got some ideas. You know, it's on the forefront of how to fix really fucked up cities. And that one of the you ideas leave, they have you get the is fuck out. well, that's what <laughs> I do. Leave. But the, the new <laughs> idea is, is, in, is to go through and find all the neighborhoods that are the shittiest, worst neighborhoods, and then they just turn off all the gas, water, and electric, and just bulldoze blocks of old houses wow. and just and just consolidate the population. Yeah, and just leave the, the dead areas dead. Lots of parks you can build later on. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the idea. So Flint, Michigan, the city of parks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you, before we before we jump all the way in here, uh, I got a couple sponsors to mention. Uh, First of all is InStockTrades.com, our good friends there. We're waiting for the trade. has never been easier. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, deluxe editions, absolutes, absolutes omnibuses, Showcase. showcases, essentials. Everything collected is at InStockTrades.com. They got all sorts of comics. Yeah, so, so check them out. Uh, uh, everything is discounted uh, mightily, including our book club selection, which is the Alien Legion Omnibus Volume 1, and you can get it for uh, 45% off the cover price. It's one of my all-time favorite uh, guilty pleasures. 
I, I love Alien Legion, so I'm looking forward. I'm actually going to hopefully have Tom back on uh, the show to talk Skype, about that one. Skype We're going to Skype, Skype him in from, from Massachusetts. Well, I might have to Skype the next uh, five The next, episodes, uh, yeah, five, yeah. Six, yeah six, the last seven. Seven episodes <laughs> we've got to do here. We'll, we'll see. So, But um, our other sponsor is uh, C2E2, the, the new convention coming Dong. to town. That's right. For the first time in over two decades, a national comics and entertainment convention is coming to downtown Chicago. Make your plans now to attend C2E2, the Chicago Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo this April 16th through the 18th. Join thousands of comic book fans, creators, and celebrities for a weekend of fun and excitement in the city of Broad Shoulders. Special guests this year include Alex Ross, Jeff Smith, Jeff Johns, Mike Mignola, Ethan Van Skyver, and hundreds more of your favorite creators. Chris Ware. Chris, Chris Ware's Ware. coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, out of, his, out of his bunker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gail Simone's going to be there. They just announced that. Uh, tickets for the show are only $25 for a one-day pass, which is insanely cheap whenever you think about uh, big conventions around the country. And it's $50 for, for the entire weekend. So great price there. Uh, for a full nice. list of guests, you uh, events, and to purchase tickets, you can visit C2E2.com. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. But wait, there's more. Wait, wait, wait. But there's wait, more. there's more. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, C2E2 and Around Comics are giving you a chance to win tickets and exclusive C2E2 merchandise. Call in and shit and all that. No, no, no. we make it easy. It's easy. It's easy. C2E2 is going to make me no, rich no, or some no. bullshit. Yes. WJJD. All you have to do to enter the contest, it's easy. Just visit www.c2e2.com slash Around Comics and enter your name and email, and that's all it takes. And you can be You're the injured. lucky winner of we're giving away three weekend passes. Five exclusive C2E2 posters signed by creator and guest of honor, Alex Ross. What? I think I have to clear those for you, Sal. Yeah, uh, 15 a, limited edition. Is that edition. what I did? That's why I went over there yesterday. For those <laughs> things? Oh. Oh. Had I known they were giving them away, shit. You, you got our price back. <laughs> they would have got lost. Assholes, huh? Yeah, yeah. They've got 15 limited edition C2E2 t-shirts, uh, VIP package, and they're also giving uh, away lunch with a Marvel editor. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. You got to buy, yelled too. Yelled by Tom Brevoort? <laughs> oh God! I'd love to have lunch with Tom Freeboard. Uh We'll be we'll be drawing winners uh, from all the entries on March nineteenth. So stay tuned for more exciting news about our official C two E two after party plans and more ways to win tickets and exclusive merchandise by following C two E two on Twitter. And they are at C two E two. Only Marvel editor I'd want to have lunch with is Sel Buscema's daughter. Oh, she Good is. Looking. Oh, is she, she. Oh, she's really. She yeah, looks like Gordy Jane Watson. Wow. Yeah, yeah, beautiful know. gal, beautiful wow. gal. All right, well, um, we have a listener email. Oh, uh, it says, "Dear Chris, uh, Chris, Tom, Sal, and the and the rest of the around comics." My name comics wasn't thing. even included. No, it wasn't. You I'm added that. Uh, they forgot about me so quick. Those just bastards. a little, just a little something. I should have sent you guys years ago when I heard that the show was disbanding the other day. Uh, I thought I should send you and the crew a little thank you gift. You guys need to know how much uh, I've, and I'm sure a lot of other people, love and depend on your show uh, for all these years. I'm a 40-year-old married family man who has always loved comics. Sadly, my LCF isn't really a hangout spot, and to have your show around to let me know what I should be reading has been great. There are lots of folks out do. there who just don't have friends that are into comics, and it's a way... Um, don't remind us. <laughs> and, in, and in a way, that's what I've thought of you guys as friends to talk about comics with, even though it's coming from one direction and not the other. I'm sort of hoping that uh, I might uh, might change that you might change your mind and keep the show. Uh, Gosh, I, I'm you want me to read it? 
I'm sort of hoping that uh, uh, you might change your mind and keep those show around, maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. If you keep the show, I'll keep the boxes coming. How's that for a bribe? So whatever the <laughs> what future may bring, Kayola? enjoy your care package with the gang or on a drink roll call for 11 o'clock. Uh, P.S. I'm sorry Tom isn't around to share, but I'll send him a box as well if he wants. As you may have guessed, I work for a He's major Chicago airline, and there's plenty more where what? this came from. I got some flights. Love to, <laughs> love to hear a shout-out on your show sometime. All the best, he Mr. Dario. Hand, those little washing wipes, those little hand wipes things. Hand wipes. Mini bottles. He sent me a, stu he mini sent me a stewardess. We, we got peanuts. Oh. We got peanuts. <laughs> we got pretzels. Nice. We got chocolate, chocolate. bars and oh. tons booze. and tons of booze. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, we might Shit, have to I'll reconsider. Do just for we might guy. have to reconsider. <laughs> this guy's gonna keep sending booze. What's hey, this the guy's name? I get the one of those. What's this guy's name? Mr. Dario. Mr. Dario. Very nice. Thank you, Dario. That was that was a. There's no Puerto Rican. Shit in here, uh, no, no, we got some, some scotch. It's fucking things empty. What do you? What is this? Is it empty? Yeah, oh, it's an empty scotch. Oh, no, somebody dipped into this. Somebody <laughs> at the post office oh, no, is, is fucking empty. you guys over. Oh, right that one's open. That one's good vodka. Oh, yeah, this will separate That's a lot a of jack. women. Oh, another banker's market. It'll separate a lot of women oh, from panties with this box. Right I'm telling you right now. Look at this. There's a lot of lubricant in here. Some Cavassier. Get your yak on. Oh. I'm not a rapper. I don't take that shit. You, <laughs> you need to get a very a small chalice. <laughs> Just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> well, that's a very nice gift. Was, I was wondering why I got crowded all the others. Yeah, all of a sudden there's more people around here. Right, Anybody Irish? No, I don't drink scotch. Oh, there you go. That's mother's milk for the Irish. Mother's milk. Uh, that's very nice. <laughs> Chicago Airline. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. No wonder the airlines are going broke. Thank this guy's so stealing all his shit. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> this, this is like a little case of absolute, absolute Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. vodka. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm gonna have a little. Uh, I'm gonna have a little yeah. bourbon here, anyone? boys. Go ahead and tear on in. Um, is so anybody gonna indulge? I'm not gonna drink it by myself. Go. Uh, you, know, you got a sprite. You that'll that'll go well. I'll hit. Yeah. I'll hit it. I'll hit right. the makers. I like this guy already. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Mazel tov, gentlemen. <sighs> Salute. All right. So, Mr. Dario, you have uh, um, made sure that the show is well lubricated this week, so thank well, you. Well, I don't know if he's going to keep... Uh, how often will he send us these packages if we keep doing the show? I could do the show weekly again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the shows. Would you accept a Skype show? Uh, you know, that's awesome. So that's thanks, very thank you very much. Sure, set. You guys, anybody wow, want chocolate? A, oh man, anyone? Anyone? What do you I want? I love chocolate. chocolate. I like chocolate more than I like booze. Yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Way to go. All right. Um, what a nice, what a nice gift, Sal. Yes. What's yes, been going sir. on? Uh, you know, it's it's that time of the year. It's in between shows. I'm doing my own. Uh, working with, the, I'm doing the Atomica Annual. Nice. Called USSA. This is your downtime for the year. Right? Uh, yeah, no, I love it. I started my own art blog, doing, uh, you know, posting sketches every single day, samabenanti.com, and um, just trying to do my own shit because then it really starts gearing up here real fast. We do C2E2 and Mocha and maybe Seattle and then WonderCon maybe and then of course. The pig fuck of them all, San Diego, and, and you know, and maybe, uh, and of course Toronto, and then yeah. You know, well, he gears up for you, and you you get yeah. going. You're, yeah. you're but no, no, I like this around. time of the year, and you know, living in Chicago, it's the weather is shitty, and I just uh, hey, tw twelve days to uh, spring training, twelve days till pitchers and catchers. Oh, and I can't wait. Yeah, Cardinals and your White Sox and you. 
Detroit well, or not? Yeah, I, I remember the Tigers. Tigers. They, they Tigers. were the worst team for my entire life, and then they got good for about a, a month, and then, uh, you know, whatever. But I keep yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. I remember 2006 fondly. <laughs> Hey, when Marshall's here, here, you know. The gambler? Jeez. Kenny Rogers? No, the pitcher Kenny Rogers. Oh, right. The guy that, the Whose nickname was the gambler because That's of right. Kenny Rogers. That's right. Okay. No, and, think, you, and you? Cub, oh, Cub, Cub side? Well, I grew up on the north, north side. So, yeah, yeah, sure. So, Cub guy. Cub guy pre-cable. So, before Harry Carey. WGN. Yeah, I was just back when we had, like. We never had a, a an all star. We had like Steve Swisher. Was oh, Steve Trout. Yeah. <laughs> Trout was free. Trout. Oh, I'm talking oh, like okay. when so. fucking. Oh, Ave- when they were really. Oh, oh, whenever third, whenever yeah. the rooftops weren't these multi million dollar. Were a couple of hillbillies yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 grilling yeah. hot yeah. dogs. We climbed up on the back in a fire escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Drink, drinking old style out yeah. of a can and yeah. and uh, and, and grilling was, hot dogs. Yeah, and Bernie's was just a bunch of old you know guineas sitting around because they didn't have any work and. You went to the game just because you did a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> Slow construction. When WGN got on the Superstation, it changed all that. They oh, yeah. romanticized the shit out of the neighborhood. Wrigley Field. Carrie Carey and all that changed it. But I bet it was a Cub fan back when they sucked worse than they do now, which is Yeah, really the 70s were a dark time. Oh, it's dark, awful. Dark, dark time. Awful. Dark time. So um, uh, you're still you're still um, repping art for Alex, right? Still repping Alex Ross, Bill Sienkiewicz, mm-hmm. and... Um, Angel? Uh, no, Angel Medina does his own thing. Okay, okay. Simone Bianchi uh, does his own thing now. It's just it's just Alex and Sakevich. Okay. Pretty, two pretty good ones. Yeah, if you're going to have two. It's, you know, with the economy, things are, are still kind of okay because the collectors are kind of economy-proof, a lot of mm-hmm. these fat cat guys. So things are, are, you know, moving along. That's cool. Do you sell more stuff online now? Or? About 75% of it is online. online. Yeah, overseas guys. It used to be conventions mostly, wasn't it? Conventions are necessary, but a lot of conventions, there, there are clearly some conventions that are a lot better for art sales than they are for you know, just to go and promote stuff. Right. Like San Diego is, is by far the, the the biggest art collector show in the country, probably the world, because I do a couple shows overseas, and even though we do well over there, it's not like San Diego. Hmm. Just European art market, they're just not big on spending a lot of money there. They're under generally under $5,000 market, you know. Cool. What's going on with Atomica these days? So you're working on it? Working yeah, on no, issue? it's good. I, I, I went through Diamond again, and we you know, we made our quota. They have that funky quota, you know, if you don't have a certain amount, which the way comics are going now, I don't think they're going to hold true to that anyway. Well, I think well, they already... They changed part of it. If yeah. you Even if your first issue doesn't meet the quota, they'll still ship your initial whatever, but still, yeah. Yeah. So I and, now, and then I'm the annual, and then I'm going to go off and do a couple other things. Now, now the last time last time we were here, um, we talked about digital comics. We we had a conversation about that. Stuff yeah, the iPhone stuff. But now, um, since since you were here iPad. last, the iPad has been announced. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think it's. I mean, it can only be a positive. I mean, yeah. I think yeah, because there's a lot of people getting into the. I mean, the, right now the big thing is the apps. Everybody's got an app. And you probably would chime in better with this, but it has to be a positive, I guess. I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah. Is it is, now? As, seem as, to as be a losing news, comics guy. So hey, well, I mean, as a news guy, is is the iPad? Is that maybe the biggest comic book news story of the year? I don't know. I, you know, I, I did the day the iPad came out. I spent six hours and I called all the guys from the 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 big uh, providers of content for the iPhone. Panelfly. Um, yeah. I'm gonna forget all Comicology, the Comicology. Comicsology. Yeah. Um, Iverse. Iverse. And yeah. uh, the fourth I called was this new. Um, 
uh, graphic.ly graphically is a new yeah. that they're they're just it's starting up their apps out no they're all they all rep uh, a lot of guys work with IDW um, all these guys work for Marvel right, Marvel right now Marvel just uh, had a big push to put a lot of their stuff on iPhones for the first time about you know four months ago three months ago or something like that and um, I mean in terms of if you're a guy who's publishing a book already and it's coming out in print in the end it's only going to be profit you know if you put something out for the iPhone app even if it's 99 cents and even if you're only making 30 cents I mean I don't know what the profit margin is on that but if you've already made a book you've already put it out in print and, you, and you've paid your costs off uh, the web is only going to bring you a little bit more cash I don't know if it's going to be an outlet there's one group whose name I can't think of at the time uh, right now but uh, there's one group that is trying to launch original comics uh, on the iPhone, and that guy emailed me after I did the story and was like, hey, do you want to do something? And I owe him an email, so if he's listening to this guy, uh, I swear I'm going to get that email. Uh, Actually, the next he's week. in the store right now. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe the more interesting thing about the iPad is the idea that uh, Apple is getting into the book selling business, and on iTunes, you're going to have the iBook store or whatever, where, where they're going to be you know, having uh, books yeah. sold. Look what through they do the with music. Well, exactly. The that's what I mean. I think that's. What? Five years ago, but for self-publishers, I mean, to to, yeah. to have that sort of marketplace where you could potentially yeah. sell your self-published work and not actually have to spend the money to print something and and go stri strictly digital with it. Well, you you as, you I mean, as being a self-publisher, you know, you talk about making thirty forty cents, you know, for a dollar digitally. I don't know the the business, uh, the, the what the breakdowns yeah. on the you know the paradigm or whatever. But it, it can't be that much more on a paper issue at, at three bucks. I mean, it can't be that, well, that much more. There's, you know, there's production differences. You have yeah. to format the book. And a lot of books, especially ones that are meant to go digital, are formatting it in a way where, you know, before they would take the, the printed copy and then they would try to break down the panels in a way where you could read it on your phone. I had a problem with them all because they were just too fucking small. They're too small. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't read them. I was going blind. Well, that's the, the thing. Airplane. We needed a bigger digital reader. Read yeah. But now a lot of these companies are saying, hey, you know, if you can format the panels to fit the iPad and just do the sliding with the finger method to read it, in the end, it's like, you know, I was listening to Roger Daltrey and they were, they were giving him shit about why the Who were sellouts for letting CSI use their music and letting a lot of these bands from the 60s selling their music to commercials. And he's like, in the end, it's about exposure, man. I mean, there's a whole generations of kids that have no fucking idea who the yeah. Who are and, or Zeppelin or a lot of these other bands. So with comics, especially coming from an independent comic point of view, you've got to beg, borrow, and steal to get every piece of market share you can. You can't just say... I'm going to do this and not do this. I mean, I clearly still love the textile feel of having a comic in my hand. And I never thought comics were, were going to go when, when cross-gen. And anybody did a great job. Cross-gen, yeah. at the time, was state-of-the-art for doing their digital comics. It was tremendous. Their colors were tremendous. And, it, and they failed miserably. I mean, yeah. And they did a great job of it. Marvel, again, but Marvel, I see what they do on their website is it's clearly more just a tool a glorified advertisement to sell the book. Now, is where it's going to go in 10 years? Fuck, who knows? I mean, look at the iPod, how many... I mean, when iPod entered the, the market, they had, I think it was 3,000 songs on their store, because you were talking about the store. Now, they lead the world in online sales in terms of music, period. They sell more units 
on iTunes than they sell at Amazon or at any record store. Because fuck, record stores are all gone. They're all gone. And to go from that short period of time in the last under 10 years from nothing, obscurity, to being the guy, who's to say in 10 years that that the dominant form of comics is not going to be... I don't think it's going that way, but hey, in the end, I don't know what fucking kids that are 17 watch now anyway. Well, I was, I mean, I, I was, you were talking before, Chris, about it, and I was saying, you know, think of it this way. If you're Marvel and, and you, you were to put out your comics through iTunes Store and people were downloading your comics, I mean, just the ability to of additional marketing and sales through that outlet. Yeah. You're reading, you're sitting there reading a comic and you have an advertisement right on the iPad yeah. for another yeah. one that you could subscribe to. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, I mean, there's so many, so much more potential there. Your production costs would be down too, because yeah. you don't have the middleman of of Diamond, and, and of course, Diamond is also becoming a losing game because they're the only game in town. But you've also got a lot of, you know, you've got product, backstock, damaged shit, stuff that's got to sit there. I think it's definitely. I mean, it's going to go that direction just because that's you know everything is digital content. whatever medium we're looking at. You know, but so much stuff is going to be dictated in ways that you can't know. Like one of the things, I mean, like I said, I interviewed a lot of guys uh, about this recently. And one of the things that I interviewed this guy, uh, Jeff Weber, who runs IDW's uh, downloadable stuff. And he said, you know, when you go into any of the stores right now that sell eBooks, it's like walking into a bookstore, he said, and on, on your left is A, and on your right is Z, and it just goes through. There's no genre breakdown. There's, no, there's nothing to help you figure out where shit is. It's just lists and lists and lists and lists of stuff. So, like, there's so much more, uh, you know, infrastructure that has to be built where where are you going to go to read about a book that you want to read? You know, where are you going to go to get a recommendation for this? How are you going to find it in the store? And then you buy it. So, I, I mean, they, they have I, the, the I mean, capability I, to do that. But I don't know if all that stuff, I mean, book review sections and newspapers are dying off. And book publishers and right now are... Newspapers. And newspapers yeah, but you, in general. Yeah, but but people, you look at iTunes once again you look at the music, I mean, I, I learn more about music through the Genius Bar in iTunes because it recommends things that yeah. you know, is comparable oh, to true. what I listen to. Yeah. And that turns me on to more music than, than anything else. Going and and, and the nice story, thing yeah. about for self-publishers, once again, is, is in that kind of situation, it's sort of a democratic process where you, potentially you're going to have the same market share or marketplace that a Marvel or a DC yeah. would because... There is no distinction between those in, in a in a iTunes type of store. And as far as an e-reader, I mean, I I have a Kindle and I buy my books through Amazon, and it's easy enough to find. I but I mean, so there there are ways that people find out about what they want to read, and I think that certain publishers and certain companies are going to find a way to raise awareness. It's it, and it's not just going to be hey, our books there. You know, you say it's a level playing field because you can release a book just like anybody else can. But there's going to be a way, and I don't know what it is, but there's going to be a way that people find. To make buzz, to, to you know, to create market oh, share, absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and whoever takes I'm advantage it's more of that fair. first. Well, now wait a minute. Yeah, now, how are, what is what's the market? How is the market being dictated in terms of uh, what's going on with bookstores? I mean, we know record stores for getting bookstores are dying. The record stores are fucking dinosaur. But bookstores, I mean, Borders and Barnes and Noble, is that kind of going that way too, or no? Borders is in a is a they were they right were all now. over and they were all over. Did, but I think, I think that, Borders so. is really hurt real bad right now because less so because uh, of anything that's going on online, and more so because their management has, has just been stupid. Yeah, yeah. And they've been shutting down a lot of. I mean, Borders, the company, also owns like Walden Books or one of the mall yeah, chains, and they're they shutting down all the yeah. mall uh, stores. Well, but, I, I think, mean, that, I think some, I, some of that stuff's been changing, but it's unlike iPods and iTunes. There's not been a thing like a lot of people own Kindles right now, but it hasn't taken nearly over. as many no, no, people no. yet as buy physical books. And it depends on whatever format, whatever device is going to jump yeah. up. That's going to ch- decide what happens. I yeah. Think. yeah. Well, and I think you know you're going to have to have one place. You, you 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 know like an iTunes 
They have every the app comic, store. Yeah. DC, Marvel, and all the independent publishers, everything being submitted to that one place. That's why online, you know, music sales work for for Apple because it was all there. You know, eventually you could get just about anything you wanted there. Um, as far as bookstores, I mean, I think Amazon had a huge part of you know why bookstores are failing because people just you know can order them cheaper online. Well, fast, I think the motion. Know. If you look what what DC did with the with the Watchmen motion comic, not so much what they were doing because a lot of it was crude and I, I tried to develop Atomica as a as a flash comic ten years ago and just could never get it to work where where you know you can navigate it cleanly and and efficiently in a way where it wasn't kind of interrupting the reader because I think, you know, guys like us were the last generation of that physical feel of a comic yeah, in sure. our hands where, you know, of course and then when the you could you could you could blame a lot of it too to the distribution of comics how Used to be you could get fucking comics anywhere, and then it became like porn, where you needed to go to just a comic store to get them. Yeah. When the I was dirty, a kid, you got them at every drugstore, every Walgreens, yeah. every fucking Domino's. I had two drugstores by my under house. Under the L, under, you know, I mean, every bus stop had a, had a newsstand. You could just buy comics, and they had them lined up, and then it just got to be where, you know, you had to go with a sticky floor to get the fucking, <laughs> you know, to get the comics. But, Mark's you know, I mean, I got an email, the, I got an email counter. from the Chicago Tribune yesterday. Where they were, they were telling, talking about how they're changing their format to making the newspaper narrower, smaller, and more compact. And they were apologizing, but they said it was a necessary thing that they had to do to save money, because that's the way the printing is going. It's going to have just as much content, but the newspaper needs to it's be. Gonna, it's going to look no. eerily similar to no, what no. it looked like on an iPad. Well, no, no, <laughs> and that and what they're what they're basically saying is is one that two, they're gonna, they're they're kind of grasping the idea that they need to cater to the market that it's just a kind of a commuter device at this point mm -hmm. guys that read the paper most of them now are guys that get on a fucking train yeah. and go in a bus and want to read the train or in the morning you want to read it but they don't want the big fold out heavy duty you know because right. i i'm i got i get the the trib and i get the new york times and now they're saying the new york times might go Completely. Uh, go belly up. Yeah. With New York Times is, is they've already announced, and I don't know, it's like in nine months or whatever, they're going back, online's going behind a firewall, a paywall, where you've you got to yeah. you've got to pay not That'll... for all content, but for some content. And they had it for a long time, New York Times had that, yeah. and then slowly Mail, they, they yeah, just they just miserably. gave up and it failed yeah. miserably. But they they're going back to that. And you know, what was it the other day that was on all the blogs about Newsday, which is the big right. paper in Long Island, yeah, yeah, who yeah. who did it a couple yeah. months ago and they've had what thirty five subscribers or whatever yes. signed up for some yeah, shit like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been terrible. So it's just the, the the most exciting thing I've seen in terms of people who like not even physically holding print, but the format of having a regular time thing, whether it be a daily paper, whether it be a monthly magazine, is, is Sports Illustrated had this um, YouTube video, and it was this is our conceptual design. Before iPad got announced, it was like we know that these kind of full colors, big screen e readers are coming. Here's what we want to do. And it, it looks like the magazine. It's got the cover. You hit it. It opens up virtually. You've got the page there. And then say it's, it's, you know, it's a line of text. It's an article about the Cowboys or whatever. And then where the picture is is a picture of a running back. But then you click on that, and that becomes a video, and that goes. Yeah. And and the, it looks like a magazine Multimedia page. Multimedia But it's interactive, yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah. a lot of those things are things that are just starting to develop. But I think if, if companies can learn how to get some depth in how they're presenting their information like that, they might be yeah. able to say, here's a magazine. You pay... Two dollars, well, you download it, and then you can do with it. ESPN yeah, did. You know, John, it was fucking brilliant. Where now online, 
You live in Boston, you get ESPN Boston. Right. You get Chicago, Chicago, you got and you don't yeah. have to wait on ESPN. I don't have to look through the fucking Boston you Red Sox scores. To, you don't have to, to you go know. through the, the three fucking thousand story about Tiger Woods getting ringed in the ass <laughs> with, with, with a carrot to get to find out why the Cubs traded away somebody they shouldn't fucking trade away. So you go to the website and it just literally is, and then they got ESPN LA now, and I think they've only got it to the major markets. I think it's Dallas, Boston, New York, Chicago, Chicago Boston. Yeah, the major, I think St. Louis, they might have just added and it's it's a great idea because you you go on the website you and you get, you get sports center that they yeah you get and it's yeah. it's a well, regular sports center only just app. for your city oh yeah because it, it gives me you know it has all the different scores in there but you put right. in your teams and that's the one that and comes up and the get. schedule comes up for your in team. in the end it's yeah. most most guys I know in comics are hard ons about adapting you know they're like this this fucking Steve Ditko mindset of oh fuck it I, if it goes that way I'll die first. It's like, well, then go ahead. You're going to die. And fucking die. <laughs> like a dinosaur. But, but the readers aren't going away. Yeah. The, just like the iPods and the iPhone apps and all this shit that comics is kind of, you know, when you when I saw the Watchmen, and the Watchmen thing set, like, records of how many downloads. It was ridiculous. And they had one guy doing all the voices, which is what I... Well, yeah, it was okay. like an audio book. Yeah, and yeah, it was... Yeah. And, and again, I couldn't read it. I, I downloaded it, and I was going to watch it on the airplane, and I was like, I can't fucking read this thing. It's the size of a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> But it was I got like, the Blu-ray. You're like, okay, it's going in that direction, and you're like, either now is it going to take change the medium to where we're not going to have printed comics anymore? Well, I don't think so. At least maybe not for a long time. But it seems to me if that trend is where it's going, you got to kind of at least adapt to it. Like what Roger Daltrey said, it's like you got to find different ways to get your music out. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know, I, I think one of the interesting things, kind of talking about what the New York Times is doing. I, I'm not a huge fan of motion comics. I think yeah. they're they're kind of interesting, but for short amounts of time. So what do you think? You take a comic book yeah. and in in your e-reader, right. and who's to say that there aren't panels that are embedded into that right. that have motion in them? Yeah, so yeah. it can be more of an interactive Well, I comic. think that's where you guys are going to have to go with CBR. I think eventually mm -hmm. sites like that are going to do with the ESPN direction. Where you're going to go to the site on your reader, or whatever it is, and each one of these stories I just want X -Men news. is going to have its own. Yeah. It's going to have its own kind of, you know, <laughs> because once one guy sets the bar that high, now everybody else has got to kind of you. You got to mm -hmm. chase to catch up. And there's still going to be areas that are going to be broad, far-reaching areas because there's still going to be people that want to come in and say, uh, you know, tell me what the best thing is. But but for people who already are integrated into this process and integrated and, and interested in a specific kind of thing, they want that adaptability. I read this whole thing today online about somebody who was bitching about uh, Google and Gmail and how, you know, like Google Labs has this thing where you can have a little uh, uh, thing you can download where you can look for um, attachments that you sent, but you don't remember which attachment it is. You know, like these really specific kind of things. And this person hated it. Like, oh, I hate Gmail. It's all in conversations. It's not like normal email or whatever. But, you know, but like, I think a lot of people are going to want that. Once they integrate email as a part of their lives in general, I always use email. You're going to want to be able to fuck with it and find all the little small things that you can yeah. do to make it different. Yeah. Same thing with comics. If you already know what kind of comics you like, you're yeah. just going to want to get more and more specific. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean computer change comics is from the... From the production standpoint, sure. everything comics now is completely different than it was five years ago. Or even, shit, even three years ago. Now, mm. most guys I know don't even ever send originals anymore. The originals never yeah. leave their hands. It's getting I to mean, a point a lot of guys don't even put ink on paper Don't anymore. put ink on yeah. paper. Oh, yeah. You've never even seen down. your ink. My, my colorist, my yeah. colorist for Atomica is in, fucking lives in Italy. And, and my letterer is in, in Philadelphia. And we never even have to... It, it, everything goes up on the FTP from there... The production's done, and it, from there it goes right to the printer, all done digitally. We never have to physically do shit anymore. And 
10 years ago, it was still done the old way. You had to FedEx the pages out. to the anchor. Yeah, screw you get them with some white out. Right, yeah. yeah. And it was the letterer had to go and fucking, you know, put the line down. And it was, you know. Going yeah. back to uh, the digital books real quick. I, a while back, I had seen someone had put together a digital issue. And I don't know if it was Image who did it or whatever. But it was Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. And it was the best sort of design specifically format for digital comics that I'd ever seen. And... And the reason was, is it was uh, developed so that when you were reading it, it wasn't like reading a pad, you know, a page of a comic book. It was sort of panel by panel and more cinematograph, more cinematic, where yeah, yeah, you would yeah. you would go to the next panel, but it was how the story was being told. So you might see a picture of someone, and then the next then you panel, click, well, then you click, click, and then and it would be the dialogue, yeah. and then you know, but then it was done, it, yeah, yeah. Then a sound effect, then and the story was really helped by. The, the format, how they had done it, and I think if, if more people get into that, it was, it was just really interesting. It was extremely well done. It was entertaining to read a comic that way. Well, I think it's really interesting how a few years ago, you know, Scott McCloud came out with um, the second one, which it was Understanding Comics, and then it was... Um, Creating what Comics? What if, it was re- Making Comics is the third one. I can't yeah. remember uh, what the... Understand, reinventing reading, Comics. Re- reinventing, yeah. And, uh, and he was like, oh, you know, we've got the, you know, the infinite canvas, web comics... You're going to be able to just look, and it, panels will go and go and go and go. There'll be no page turns. Yeah. And what are all the most popular webcomics? They're fucking just like the newspaper. There are three, three panels. panels. Yeah. It's just a gag, and that's yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, there's a lot of room for innovation, but you can't discount the fact that there's going to be some very easily accessible, this is just the picture, and you read it. I and you still want the people, far side. Yeah, people just want that <laughs> no, general interaction. I was going to ask you, um, you had brought up something about, uh, you know, when we were talking about the ESPN sites, and people wanting to be more and more specific and 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 what their content is say on CBR what do you uh do you know if you know at all the readership of CB, CBR you know what's the percentage of say hardcore comic book fans that are you know weekly dialed, shoppers yeah, I mean, yeah weekly shoppers dialed into the internet no, you know, are following rumors and casual sort of comic book fans. Do you have any idea on that? Those sort it's, of numbers. I, I don't. I don't follow the exact traffic numbers, and that's one of the things. Jonah Weiland is the guy who owns the site and is the executive producer and kind of runs a lot of the business stuff. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you work with him, so you can't say it. I'll say Jonah's a sweetheart, but he's a pain in the ass. But yeah, the <laughs> one thing all? I like we all though, about working for the site is that Jonah Jonah knows what the numbers are. He knows how that stuff goes, and I do things in terms of putting the news content together, and I don't ask, well, will this get enough hits? Is this a story worth doing because of this? You know, because I think it helps and makes it easier if I'm just reporting on what I think is, is a worthwhile story, is a worthwhile book to be covering, or whatever, you know. I try not to worry too much about that. What I do know is that before I worked at CBR, I worked at Wizard for a few years. And, you know... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't heard that one. He's a survivor. But, but here's what I'll say about Wizard. People, a lot of people shit on Wizard. Wizard is, does not have a great public reputation. They do not have a, a great a public image. But, and people always say, ever since CBR and Newsarama came along, Wizard's been fucked. Nobody wants to read a magazine. People just want to read stuff online. Look at all these, these assholes who will log into the Newsarama message boards and say all sorts of stupid shit. That is where the fans are. That's where oh, the readership those, is. Those guys are the worst. But what those I realized working at Wizard specifically was, is that there's a tremendous chunk of people who aren't completely super, super, super dialed specifically in. dialed in yeah. to everything that happens and follow every press release and follow everything. They go to the store every week, maybe. They buy comics on Wednesdays. They follow the big books. But, you know, they don't know all the ins and outs. They don't know all the personal bullshit that a lot of people see or a lot of people blog about, you know? They may not even know who writes the comics they read. They don't care. Yeah, they're just following I the was characters. that guy. I mean, literally, yeah. 
10 years ago, I was that guy. I had never been to a comic book convention. I didn't. I had never met a comic book creator in my life. I didn't give a fuck who yeah. any of them were. I love I Captain America. I, I who wrote it? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. fuck if I know. Yeah, and and but I just wonder what the percentage of readers that are out there, you know, what the the split is. You know, it'd be interesting. What you're saying, going back to to but, Wizard, do you think Wizard the think, magazine is more geared towards the general? I think I think that's what they they had tried to do with it for a long time. When I was there, was when the, you know Wizard had initially been uh, you know kind of square bound and and comic shaped, and then yeah. it moved to like a bigger magazine size and was stapled or whatever. Um, and, and and you know would always do two covers, and nowadays on Wizard, one cover will be. Uh, you know, a photo from a movie or a picture of Jessica Alba or some shit, and the other cover will be, you know, Alex Ross or Jim Lee or whoever they get to do the cover that. There's month. the Best Buy cover. There's and the, the Best and Buy the cover LCS and the shop cover, cover. Yeah. and and I know that I don't know how what the percentage is. I know there is a readership that isn't the hardcore people that are finding their their content through Wizard or are if they're coming to CBR, they're coming, they're reading just the Brian Michael Bendis interviews, just the Jeff Johns mm -hmm. interviews, and what you'll also find, which I think is really really interesting and says a lot, is that you'll find books that according to the internet, are the buzz books. Are the books that every blog you go on to say, you know, Agents of Atlas is, is a great book. And, and, you know, I think Agents of Atlas is, is a book I use an example. It is a great book. It's really fun. Jeff Parker does a great job, and they've really built a, a good franchise there. And look, it does not sell that great. No. And, and if you looked at every comic book reviewer, every comic book news site, every comic book blog, they'd say that there are these certain books that, that are, are the hot books and they don't sell. Mm. So there is a disparity there. I don't know if the exact Chew numbers is. was a runaway independent mm. success. Mm -hmm. Sell out, sell out. Sell. I think they had three sell outs on that book. The first issue, after all of those repeat printings, I think sold fourteen or 15,000 copies. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that's, that's like 5,000 copies below the cutoff mark. For well, I think it's, it's interesting sort of paradox. You have the consumers who are sort of, Following along with uh, a, a baseline of you know Marvel, DC, you know Avengers, X Men, whatever it may be, the big books, and then the commentators of comics who are sort of following a opposite baseline of those other books that are below the you know below that level. Yeah. You know, we're, I mean, doing a podcast for five years, we didn't want to talk about an issue of X Men. You know, again, we, yeah. we were we were always trying to find something a little bit. You know, below the radar, below, exterminators, you know, yeah, something like, a, yeah, exactly yeah. that kind of thing, and and I think that's a lot of what you get with the bloggers and 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 the commentators on comics. I call but it it's interesting because you have the almost the exact opposite of the buyers who are you know. I call it the Jeff Loeb paradox. Uh, you know, I, I like Loeb uh, as a guy, and there are certain Loeb comics I've liked, but if you. Admit it. If you go online, everybody says Jeff Loeb is fucking terrible. We hate his comics. <laughs> Hulk is the stupidest goddamn book I've ever read. All, all, all his books do. Every sell, new sell. book yeah. that comes out from Jeff Loeb is the number one book on the charts. Hulk was the number mm. one book on the charts. Ultimatum was the number one book on the charts. So, so how does that work? How does everybody say they hate it, yeah. but it sells really well? Well, because they, there is a, they do there's the a same thing majority. with Alex. I mean, go on any forum, especially the ones on News Around. Oh, anytime they would run, oh, he's a, yeah, anytime yeah. they would run a story on Alex, I mean, he would he gave up on the internet a long time ago because they would just go on. <laughs> oh, I bet. I read, that, a, that, comment, that twice, I read twice, a more twice. shit about Alex mm -hmm. than anybody that I knew. Oh, it's this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. There was and a then comment in the end, on our website. Like, who the fuck are all these guys? And what are you talking about? And it's like, fine, if that's your opinion, God bless you. But in the end, it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, you want the guy to like. We, you know. It was it was funny. Just the other day, I was going through the comments on our website, approving some comments that people had posted because I don't auto approve them. And uh, there was a guy talking about Alex Ross and just like ripping. You know, 
because it was on the episode when we talked to Alex. Oh yeah, we, yeah. You yeah. talked to Alex, and and this guy just rips him apart and is like, he's not an artist, blah blah oh, blah, and just and she's like, why are you so angry about <laughs> what other people like? I don't know, you know. But I think also it's we tend to forget that the the people that go online and are on forums and are on blogs commenting all the time is such a small percentage of the yeah. people that are buying comic books. They're mostly Jagos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Absolutely. No I'm question. Sorry. They're mostly Jagos. All those yeah. podcast listeners. No, no, no. I'm just saying a Jagos. lot of them, when they get on Podcasters. there and they Podcasters. Hell yeah. They get on there and they just start spewing venom and they start saying cowardly shit that they would never say to you. Oh, never say in real life. You know, I'm it's not talking like, it's, hey, you, you know, know what, uh, you know, a, a good blog is, he, like tells you his, he tells you his opinion about something. Hey, man, you know what, I didn't like it, or I don't like Alex as a painter, or I don't like Loeb, or whatever. That's fine. But when you get guys on there that say hurtful, vindictive shit, yeah. that would never say that to your face, then it's a different story. They cross mm -hmm. the line of saying all kinds of, you know, oh, it's this, it's that, they think they're all cute and funny, and it's like, you, you really get to a point where it's like, you, you get angry about it, and you're like... Why the fuck am I reading this? And you look on there, and he's got like 75,000 posts. And you're thinking, where does this Jagoff do all day that he has time to sit and post all these, you know? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so you just finally go, hey, man, you know what? You know, what are you going to do? That was, uh, that what was are you going to do? Rule that, or not a rule, but a thing I threw out. When we first started the podcast, I'm like, hey, first of all, if you're going to come to our forum or you're going to comment on our show, don't fucking say anything about us that you wouldn't have the balls say to say it to my face. face. And if you think you have the balls face. to say it to yeah. my face, yeah. meet me at a fucking convention say and it say it to my face. face. Yeah, no, there's a couple I guys, will end you. There's a couple guys that I have bounties on that I swear to God. <laughs> I kid you not. Covered. No, 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 my point is is that you got an opinion, good or bad, fine. But when they get on there and they say hateful, vindictive shit, like you said, that they would oh, yeah. never say to your face. It's, that's it's cowardly. the bravery That's of hiding behind cowardly. a computer. Yeah, you're a fucking well, coward. Kyle, the one thing I've noticed about CBR is that the, the forums there are really pretty civil. It's a did, they, did they kick him in the ass? Do they like? It's they don't they, they don't put up they don't no? put up with much crap there, and it's a pretty civil that's community all there. That's all I'm yeah. saying. You keep yeah. them keep yeah. them a little civilized. As, you know? as working there, and and I'm sure that a lot of the 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 columns and and stories that that you you post there get commented on. Do you spend much time in the CBR communities? Uh, I've learned. To spend less time online and message boards <laughs> in general, good, uh, and I, good thinking. Yeah. I do agree that CBR uh, is a place where, and I mean, look, I obviously Newsrama is our biggest competitor. Uh, I have uh, Lucas Eagle, who's a site editor for Newsrama, is a buddy of mine. When I go to New York, we go out and we get a beer. You know, nice people that work there, whatever. But uh, Newsrama, but their posters, forum is out of control. Their forum obviously has a reputation. I, I've heard many people over the well years earned, say, a well yeah, earned yeah, yeah. reputation. Those shitheads on the new Newsrama board. I do feel they that, say some hateful shit. Yeah, yeah. I do feel that the CBR guys uh, generally, it's it's a more positive community in that sense. We do get crazy stuff. I mean, one of the things I do on CBR regularly is we do the Cup of Joe column. The, the quote-unquote weekly uh, interview with Joe Casada. Joe's a very busy guy, so we don't always get to, to line him up every week. But, you know, and at the, we have this giant mega thread where people post questions for Joe Casada. Mm -hmm. We go through, we find good questions, we take them to Joe, we, we do conversations on that. Uh, there is some shit that I would love to see some of these guys go to a Cup of Joe panel at a show and say to Joe to his face. To his face there are yeah. still people who pop up. and that, But that, I think that's just the nature of the internet in general. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. comic book specifically. I think it's just... You know, oh, when you can make yeah. your name, you know. Oh God, go whatever. to sports go, forums. Go, go, go to Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Anyway, it's just anything. hide behind a computer. You yeah. feel like you're anonymous, and you can say whatever yeah. the fuck you want. I, I've got I've got I've got Cub fans out there in in the internet ether that would 
put Sal's bounty on me. Oh, as well, that's because you're an antagonistic Cardinals fan. Hey, well, you know, like whenever I told Beatty, you know, yeah, spring training you starts in 12 more, days. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs. You spend more fucking time on Cubs forums than you Cardinals forums. I just want to see what's going on uh-huh, with the competition. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Um, what do you, what do you do at CVR? What is what, what do you what do, do you what the do? fuck do what you do all day? <laughs> Jonah they, do they shit. actually fucking pay you right now? Shit. So you basically make Jonah, Jonah sits on the boat and plays fucking David Niven with the pipe. And <laughs> 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 Nobody knows who the fuck you just said. <laughs> with the fucking David soaked David. smoking jacket, and he walks yeah. around like yeah, he walks around like Ricardo Montalban. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's the only guy that fucking works right here. Tell <laughs> me. <laughs> My job is generally to um, oversee content, not in terms of I don't I don't set the schedule every day in terms of what previews are going to go up on the site or what the blogs do, like Robot Six and Comics mm-hmm. Should Be Good and some of those guys. My job generally is to kind of keep in touch with all our freelancers. We have a guy who does our DC stuff. We have a guy who does our Marvel you work stuff. Work with Augie? Uh, I don't work with Augie. I, oh. I don't work with the review section. I, I work. Primarily with news. So if it's an interview, if it's analysis piece, if it's something that's on the main CBR page that, that kind of fits in those general areas, I will assign stories out to the guys who follow the beats. And a lot of times what I do is I write, you know, kind of whatever the big or breaking news stories are, you know. So I can write a story for any publisher under the sun if if they release a press release or if a book comes out and there's something that, that people are responding to. You know, it's kind of my job to be on hand immediately because a lot of our freelancers are part-time guys. Sure. And, that you know, they do it on nights and weekends or they do, you know, whatever they can do to, to cover the books they do. But I'm there during the day to kind of respond. So you'll see me doing big stories. Like one of the big stories of the past couple weeks we had is uh, what we've been calling Buffy Gate. Where uh, I don't know if anybody uh, was following this shit, but oh, you know. the uh, the the angel. Oh, um, oh no, he said it. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I don't know what, what happened. What it happened? came out that the, the whole Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight has been going along. That Joss Whedon has been leading the Dark Horse, and it's the official continuation of the show or whatever. And all the whole time, there's been this mystery villain. And uh, it's, it's been hidden and hidden and hidden for something like 32 issues. What's the name of the mystery villain? Garrett Seamus? No. no. Twilight. Twilight. Twilight is the name of the mystery okay. villain. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, but the whole time people have not known exactly what the villain's going to be. And Dark Horse has done a very good job keeping it under wraps. And then, I don't even know what the fuck it was. Somehow the solicitations got released for the new issue. And it's revealed, boom, right on the cover, that Angel, the character from the show, is the mystery villain that everybody's been wondering what oh. it is. And it spoiled it. Two months before it was going to hit in the book. I mean, yeah, it was but, right but, down to the right wire. But but the, the the rub is that IDW is publishing Angel Books, and for Angel a long Books, time, yeah. you know, the idea had been that well, if IDW has the rights to Angel, can can Dark Horse use the characters in the Angel show, and and vice versa. But the problem for us became was that you know it uh, it leaked, and Dark Horse decided to get in front of it. They were like, look, it's out there. We're going to use it to to promote the book, to talk about the book. We're just going to tell everybody. They you know, they had a, a Twitter hashtag. Twilight is Angel, that they were just going to be like, let it out there, let everybody know. <laughs> so so we come to this and we email the guys at Dark Horse, we're like, hey, you know, like we want to do something on this, and they say, well, that's great, we can give you guys, the, you know, the first interview out the gate with the editor about that this broke and what it means for the series and that, but we really want you guys, we're going to give you this image, and it's a picture of Buffy and Angel, 
we really want you guys to put this image front and center, you know. So that's the one time we, we, we I do an interview. We put the image out there. It's on the front page. And I think maybe 25 people registered for the CBR boards for the first time just to log on and tell me to fuck off. Nice. <laughs> like, I can't believe you fucking spoiled this on the front page. And I was like, you know, like, and and, and I tr truly believe it was out there. If we didn't put it out there, it would have been spoiled. If you're on the internet reading comic book shit, sure. it would have hit you anyway. But yeah. it just so turned out that to, to get this story, to get it first, to, to make the story big and get a lot of traffic for the site, obviously, you know, we were the first ones that really had the news out there or whatever. Um, but stuff like that, you know, when stuff pops up and it's a big story and things are happening, I'll, I'll do that kind of stuff. So that's my job. I, you know, I, I coordinate the other freelancers. I keep the trains running. And I, I try to keep in touch with a lot of the publishers, not just, you know, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, IDW, but, you know, a lot of the alternative comics publishers, um, you know, Fanagraphics. Top and Shelf. The top Shelf and Drawn Corner and stuff so, like that. Where the fuck is all of IDW's money coming from? <laughs> no, because I noticed they started out kind of, you know, they were like these new guys in town. Got some licenses. They got a, they started yeah. to grab a few licenses. Then all of a sudden, boom, it was like they started to run around grabbing up everything. And I'm thinking to myself, they had to have some in, you know. At one point, some, they a lot had of money came somebody buy, I don't, I don't know if it was controlling. There was another group, and I can't think of the name of it. But I remember when this happened that, that there was a group that, that bought, because Chris Ryall, who runs a, the company, and is still the publisher, and does... Um, you know, does the day-to-day -day stuff and does a great job. Uh, I think he owned it originally, or he and, and a business partner mm -hmm. owned it. And then they got an infusion of capital from, I don't know if it's Hollywood yeah, people or what, but I don't remember. Must be Hollywood. Yeah, I don't remember people, what yeah. the name of the company is, but there is somebody who, who bought in in the past two, three years of IDW, yeah. And they blew up after that, yeah. and they've done a great job managing I, it. I tell you what, about, yeah. about IDW is that they they really build up the, the licensed properties, Transformers, G.I. Joe, yeah. uh, what they've got, um, um, what are the other uh, licensed properties? It's, Star uh, Trek? Um, yes. Well, uh, Angel. Uh, Star Star Trek. So they got those, but I tell you what, their original, their original stuff that they're putting out, like Lock and Key. Um, no, they're doing it smart. They're using yeah. the they're using the license stuff to bring in traffic, but they're also creating original content of their own. They're not just that's good. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's quality. There was uh, no, they've um, done it all. Right. Yeah, you know, looking from the yeah. outside. That she said like that was uh, right. Niles and, and Bernie Wrights, and so their original stuff. I mean, they're actually building a catalog of stuff that is is IDWs, and I I thought they did a fantastic job. They probably got job. some help from the Thirty Days a Night movie too. Well, yeah. no, I'm just yeah. saying. I, I mean, I could <clears throat> I could see a lot of you know from we were talking about this before from San Diego. There's a lot of production companies that are just plugging dough in, for, mm -hmm. you know, for tax purposes and otherwise. Yeah. But also they they hide under the whole development. But I tell you what, at the end of the Umbrella. day, I don't care about that as long as you make good comics. Because yeah, there's a lot no. of companies out there. Because they were, yeah, they, they came out right around the same time that I that I was with Speakeasy. And, mm -hmm. I, was putting out, and I was, uh. and I talked to them about a time ago. Speakeasy, you know, couldn't find their ass with two hands. And then IDW was a small pub, you know, small publisher. And then they went from small publisher to like, you know, all of a sudden they were kind of teetering along. And then boom, they started. And you can't grab up Star Trek and a lot of these licenses unless you got. You know, yeah, you gotta have a good. You, you know, gotta have some coins. You gotta have a checkbook. Yeah. You know? Well, it's weird because every almost every year there are two or three new publishers that start up and say we're gonna publish, you yeah. know, pamphlet comics into the direct market. And every year there's a group, and we're gonna that show group, everybody maybe how to one. do we're it. We're gonna show everybody what the fuck's yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, the year that Speakeasy showed up, there was yeah. Alias and something else, yeah. and boom, Techno, and you yeah. know, a, a bunch of these companies start up, and boom, Alias is the survivor. Still around? 
No, Alias. No. I think the guy who ran it, I think, still does maybe some stuff through Image or whatever. A- Alias, well, Alias went... Um, they overdid uh, it. They, they well, they, did they mutate into Blue Water? Is that what well, it is? I don't... I, I, I remember, three I remember, titles to fucking 20 titles in like well, three yeah. months. I remember no. what they what they did, and I don't know if they're around anymore. They went to like uh, religious comics. Oh, okay. Uh, doing oh, stuff. Rob yeah, 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 doing the stuff for underwear. the... You yeah. know, the... <laughs> golden underwear. Golden underwear. <laughs> yeah. I felt that Mike Albright did that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... The, he did the book of Mormon. The book of Mormon, yeah. The was it plates. Golden Plates? Yeah. yeah. So. But every every few years, there's there's a couple companies that start up, and I, I really do think you can see that it's the guys who not only put together good content, but also are smart about how many books they release. Like you said, going from three titles to twenty yeah, titles is going to crazy. Fuck, you're you cannibalizing know? your market. You, yeah. you're, no, I thought Boom did that. You're, you're like well, you know most com- most going to buy them. Bam! They yeah. just came out with. Well, so and, but, but they were kind but of in trouble. Boom, yeah. But Boom, yeah, but Boom had Until been around for a few years, and they'd only done, they had a couple, like that one Zombie Tales book, and they had the James DeMattis, Keith Giffen, Hero Squared book, and it was just those two books for like the first two, two years. Yeah. Boom's yeah. still so, around? Yeah, yeah and, and Boom's Boom. actually doing well. Doing Boom's right. actually and, doing really well. Well, they got the licensing, Muppets licensing, and... Yeah, well, they're, they're still hanging on. by Disney. Right? Yeah, well, they're hanging I, on to the Disney stuff. I saw that the other day, I was like, holy shit, I forgot that Disney like 10 years ago bought up the Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah, and you know Pixar. Yeah. So boom, boom's still doing like you know Mickey Mouse and the uh, and the the Scrooge and all that yeah. for however for time being. forever how yeah. long that that lasts. Yeah. But um, no, I'm actually uh, get the memo. I'm actually set to uh, <laughs> talk to uh, Phil Hester about uh, about uh, the anchor, which is a great. On new ongoing series from Boom, that's original stuff. So please don't plug, plug your other podcast. Uh, yeah, my, my side on. project. My, my side project. Well, I tell you what. Hey, we're we're at about an hour. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. You guys good to, to hang out for and do another one? Yeah. All right. Sure. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. There's oh, fucking no. booze laying around. Yeah, we, we got John okay. told me he was bringing some flocky, and he did. So. Oh, that <laughs> bastard! All right. Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up quick. Um, we've got some voicemails. Whenever we get the mixer fixed, we'll we'll Maybe. play them. Had some great ones. Uh, Frank in Boston. I'm going to uh, forward your voicemail to Tom. He had some some nice suggestions for some stuff in the yeah, Boston area. So I'm sending that to Tom. We'll listen to that next time. Trade Kevin. Uh, Tom who? Yeah, the, our dead soldier, Tom Caters. Tom. I miss uh, Tom so much already. I'm sure Tom, Tom um, fucked up his back, something Tom royally. Tom. So he's either going to be doped up on Vicodin doing Tom versus the Flash, or he's going to go good, on. That could be good, though. It could be good. Not as good as Demerol, but Vicodin's <laughs> good. So all, I saw, all good. I saw him do was tweet today, that, and his tweet Demerol. was, was Vicodin. Oh, yeah. So And speaking of, you can Demerol. follow us all on Twitter. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Salazar, Cene Eastman, Around Comics. Kyle, uh, you're on you're on. Twitter? I'm on Twitter. My name is, is fucking impossible to remember. It's K-I-E-L-P-H-E-G-L-E-Y. And what about Facebook? Holy fuck. Facebook? Facebook Facebook is for personal. I don't I don't promote my shit on Facebook. I gotta have a little I gotta have a little you know a little buffer there. Yeah. A little buffer. Sal, you on the Twitter yet? SamAbenanti.com. I got an artist blog. Okay. No nice. Twitter, Facebook. Oh, you gotta do the Twitter, man. I just like befriend people like Aurora Snow and Nicky knockers and <laughs> shit like that. You know. Yeah, I, uh, wretched porn stars. Uh-huh. Sal, Sal would join uh, join Twitter, and he'd be one of those guys. He's following one thousand thirty three people and has four followers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, porn star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, remember, to check out our uh, book club selection at InStockTrades.com. That's uh, uh, Alien Legion Omnibus Volume One. Uh, How the hell are you going to do that? Hmm? How are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't, not over the mixing board. Uh, be, on, be on Skype. Uh, uh, C2E2.com. 
Uh, we'll be back again CBR. next Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Resources, good site. Your, um, uh, your website, Sal? MercuryComics.com. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. Hopefully. And it'll sound just like this one until I take this thing, <laughs> you know, thing into the shop. Left, and, we'll be here. Oh yeah, we got, we got lots of booze. You got you got like a case of mini yeah, mini absolute mandarins yeah, over there. Mandarins. All I'm right, everyone, have a fantastic rest That'd of your week weekend. We'll be back in on Monday. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics. I know, but. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2010.